The third section of Psalms, known as the Leviticus Psalms, remind us that the God who redeemed us is still with us. In fact, He has promised to never leave us or forsake us. Today, we join Scott Pauley in opening God's roadmap for life. Find your place in the Word of God in the Psalms, and let's discover what God has for us along the way. We're going to make a prayer list today, so I'm going to ask you before we open the Scriptures to get something near you where you can make a list. Uh, to get a pen and a piece of paper or find some means to make your list because I'm going to ask you not only to make the list, I'm going to challenge you to use it. And the list comes from Psalm 85. We're walking through the Psalms and we've come to this amazing prayer in Psalm 85. And the thing that is distinct about Psalm 85 is that it is a patriot's prayer. And the writer of Psalm 85 is praying for uh, his nation. He's praying for the nation of Israel. Now, we all understand that our nation and Israel are not the same, yet we have the same problem. Do you know what the same problem is? It is forgetfulness. And we have the same need. What is the same need? Spiritual awakening. And they require the same person. Do you know what it requires? Someone that knows how to pray. Someone that knows how to be an intercessor. And Psalm 85 is a prayer for a nation, a pattern that all of us can follow. And so as we walk through it, I'm going to ask you to make a list so that you can use this list to pray for your own nation. Psalm 85 verse 1, Lord, Thou hast been favorable unto Thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of Thy people. Thou hast covered all their sin, Selah. Thou hast taken away all Thy wrath. Thou hast turned Thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Do you notice what he does in the first three verses? He simply reviews all that God has already done. So here's the first great secret. If you want to pray for your country, first of all, pray with gratitude. That's significant because you remember in 1 Timothy chapter 2, when he talks about how to intercede for kings and all that are in authority, he says we're to do so with thanks. It's always, it's always connected this way to gratitude. Philippians 4 verse 6 says, We make our prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. You see, gratitude opens the gates of heaven. Thankfulness brings you into the presence of God. Praise increases your faith to believe God for much more. And when the psalmist looks at all the past blessings, he's convinced of God's faithfulness, and convinced that God is able now. And so I would challenge you, first of all, pray with gratitude. Never begin with the negative. Always begin with the goodness of Almighty God. The God who has blessed can bless again. And so it brings us to verse 4. Turn us, O God of our salvation. He said in verse 3, Thou hast turned thyself from the fierceness of thine anger. Now he says, Turn us, O God of our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to cease. He goes on in verse 5 to say, Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Wilt thou draw out thine anger to all generations? And so secondly, not only should you pray with gratitude for your country, but secondly, you should pray that God will turn our hearts back to Him. And we've seen that principle already in the Psalms, uh, asking for the Lord to turn us. Jeremiah 31, 18, Turn thou me, and I shall be turned. Oh, more than we need Him to turn to us, we need Him to turn us to Him. And so we should pray, Lord God, work in us this work of, of deep uh, repentance, of sorrow for sin, 
Turn us, O Lord, God of our salvation, and we shall be turned. Number one, pray with gratitude. Number two, pray that God will turn us. Number three, pray for a spiritual awakening. Listen to verse six. Wilt thou not revive us again that thy people may rejoice in thee? And I love the word again. The word again reminds me that God is able. Someone says, you really believe that God could send revival now? Oh, yes, friend. Uh, The situation is desperate. There's no doubt about it, but we're not in despair. Why? Because we've not been forsaken by God. Wilt thou not revive us again? And notice what grows out of the revival, that thy people may rejoice in thee. I'm afraid too often we're trying to get the rejoicing without the reviving. And we're missing the fact that the rejoicing is not just so we can have a good time and a comfortable existence and enjoy our prosperity. It is to rejoice in the Lord again. That's the essence of a spiritual awakening. Uh, Look, when we pray for God to bless America, thinking of our own nation, what is it we're praying for? Economic recovery? Social reform? Political revolution? No. We should be praying for a spiritual revival for people to know God and rejoice in Him again. And ultimately, of course, it is so that the Lord will find joy in us. So we pray with gratitude. We pray for God to turn our hearts. We pray for spiritual awakening. And then number four, We pray that we might see and hear God. In other words, that we might get a fresh glimpse of the Lord and hear from Him. Listen to verse 7 in the beginning of verse 8. He says, Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. I will hear what God the Lord will speak. And Do you see His part in ours? He shows us something and we commit to hear whatever it is He says. We have here His hand at work and we also have His voice. Lord, work and Lord, speak. And as you do, we will receive, we will respond to whatever it is you say. And then number five, write this down. Look at the end of verse number eight. He says, for he will speak peace unto his people and to his saints, but let them not turn again to folly. Oh, this is so important. If you're going to pray for our nation, don't just pray that God will turn us, that we'll get back to where we need to be. Pray that then we would not turn away from God. You see, some change comes and it's temporary, but when God brings a transformation, it's not just a fleeting thing. It's not for a moment. No, it's not some temporary change we're asking for. Lord, transform us. Lord, keep us. Keep us close to you. Pray that we would not turn again from Almighty God. And then we come in the psalm to verse number 9. Surely His salvation is nigh them that fear Him, that glory may dwell in our land. And so, write this down, number 6. We pray that God would increase those who fear Him. Pray that people will fear God again. We pray for glory, but glory is the byproduct. It rests on those who fear the Lord. Pray for them. Pray for those who do fear the Lord and pray for others to fear God. A precious elderly couple many years ago that had truly seen and experienced real revival said to me one day over lunch, Scott, I believe the reason that we've not yet seen revival, is that we've lost the fear of God. I believe the fear of God is intimately connected to great awakenings. Pray for that in our land. Then in verse 10 and 11, pray that Jesus Christ would be lifted up. Someone said, Christ is in Psalm 85? Oh, yes. Psalm 85 verse 10, Mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each other. Truth shall spring out of the earth, and righteousness shall look down from heaven. May I ask you, where did mercy and truth meet together? In the person of Jesus Christ. And where did God's righteousness and peace kiss each other? At the cross, at Calvary. 
You see, I believe this is a direct reference to the Lord Jesus. Only in Christ does heaven touch earth. Let's pray that Jesus would be lifted up. And then, number eight, pray that God would provide every good thing. Verse 12 says, Yea, the Lord shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield her increase. I fear that too often we've started at the end of this prayer. We've started praying for the increase, for the prosperity, for the blessing. Friends, when we get where we need to be, when we get close to the blesser, I promise you the blessings will come. Pray for God's provision. Number nine, pray that God would guide us in the right way. What is the right way? It's His way. It's how the psalm ends. Righteousness, verse 13, righteousness shall go before Him and shall set us in the way of His steps. Could I point out one final thought? Pray for yourself. Note that the psalmist included himself throughout. Too many of our prayers are in the third person. They need to be in the first person. Don't pray for them. Pray for us. We. Include yourself. National answers come through personal prayers. Would you take Psalm 85 today and use it as your prayer list? A patriot's prayer? You can be patriotic and not spiritual. You can love your country and not love God. Let's pray Psalm 85 for our own land and see what God will do. If you would like more information on knowing the Lord Jesus Christ in a personal way, or if you desire to grow in your faith, please visit us at scottpauley.org. We'd love to hear from you. You may also download your free copy of A Ready Reference of the Psalms to help you in our current study. We are praying that God will guide you today and that you will enjoy the journey.